Ready? Born ready. I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? Hello. Oh, my gosh. Hello. And welcome to another hot episode of Cool and Conscious. Um, we're back. We're better than ever. Uh, I am your host, Cree, at Questions with Cree on all social media platforms. And this is being brought to you by a black-owned, black-run company, Just Eldridge Media. Yep. At Just Eldridge Media on, like, everything, everywhere. Um, wow. It's a lot going on in the world, per usual. But before I get into the world's going ons, I'm going to tell you how I feel. (laughs) I feel. Can I get another drum roll, please? (laughs) I feel conscious. Perfect. I feel conscious. I do feel conscious. I feel like I've been conscious the last three weeks. Um, but I definitely don't necessarily feel too cool, I guess. So I'm just leaning more on the side of conscious. I'm erring. How do you say it? Err on the side of caution. I'm erring on the side of consciousness. <laughs> um, and I say that because I don't know who you are, where you're from, um, but... I truly care about where I'm from. Like, my neighborhood matters so much to me. Um, And I really get emotional driving through my neighborhood and seeing the changes. Um, Like, it makes me emotional. And I can't, I can't put it into words, but seeing the same street you used to ride your bike down and the same park you used to cheer at and the same neighbors who you used to go check on and the same guy who used to cut your grass no longer be there like it is ripping me apart like and I know that it happens and it's like okay Korea because I was talking to a a friend of mine and he's like okay but why do you care like, why do you care? Like, it happens. It, it it happens. Like, I mean, the black people didn't keep it. They didn't buy it up. They didn't do what they need to do. It's gone. So why do you care? And he's a black guy. And I'm just like, you're right. <laughs> so who's who's to blame? Is it the black people to blame for not preserving what they had? Or the white people to, the white people to blame for seeing the value in it and doing what they always do. Like, it's not like this is something that's, that is strange. You know, white people are going to white people no matter where white people are. So <laughs> why are you so hurt by it? And I, when he said that, I was like, damn, I don't, I don't know if you made sense or, or I don't, I don't know what to do with that information. And so now I'm stuck with this, this lingering question of why do I care so much? Like, because you actually grew up there like th- this person you're talking to are they born and bred atlanta yeah or? no they're from louisiana yeah so you transplant like anytime somebody does make a move and they're not where they're from ask him 
how he feels when he goes home to the home where he has memories. And if it's not the same, he would feel funny. Because I have that feeling about Charleston when I go to my grandma's house. She's owned that house. We own that land. But like around it, you see a couple of the... The gentrification is coming. You see the ponytail swinging. Yeah, the gentrification, <laughs> exactly. You see the ponytail swinging. But and I it's think, like, like Derek, uh, shout out to mm-hmm. Derek, he was on your show. He did it the best I've seen. Like, you know, if you do care, run for your local city council. At least put barriers in place to save your area, and it'll be preserved. Because if you go over there, like you said, that, that area still looks like how it looked when he was young. Yeah. They're trying yeah. to put the houses, but, you know, because of the stuff that's in place, they won't do it over there. Yeah. You know, so yeah, the blame is your city council person. But now that you're old, it's like when you grow up, you can blame your parents for how you were raised. Yeah. But then once you're like 25 plus, yeah. What are you doing with your life? So the same thing. I think Derek let it out for you. You know, create for city council. I mean, but it's also just like at what point do you start holding your race accountable? You know, like I was talking to um, some guys from UGA and they, one of them said something so profound. And I want to say I said it on him before, but he said, I'm not going to take the bullet for humanity. And that has stuck with me. So it's just like, okay. Explain what they mean. Meaning he's like, yeah, I get it that black people are suffering, but I'm not about to be the one to take the bullet for them. Like, I'm not about to be the one to sacrifice everything for a a body of people that aren't willing to, like, step up to the plate and do what needs to be done. Well, that's a different statement. Like, I would have to hear the whole context of the conversation, but you can't say humanity and then that's for black people. Like, nah, because you're right. I wouldn't take the bullet for humanity, but for my people. Yeah, you know, because my people... You know, like, how, where does it stop? Like, for myself, of course, you'll take a bullet. For my loved ones, my children, my family, and then after my family, because of what people have done for me, for my people, yeah, I would. And I'm saying my people, because every skin folk ain't kin folk. Yeah. Every yeah. black person don't want to be black. Yeah. So, you know, in that sense, the standard that you're talking about right now, that holding black people accountable those are your people. And then the people who aren't, um, a young boy said it on Elder's podcast earlier, you know, sometimes black people want to think gang and street culture is black culture. Well, those, to me, those ain't my people. Not some people, most people. Yeah, but, but most is, people, but I'm, talking about, yeah. I'm talking about like the black people who do that. When you start talking to them, when you start doing more digging, you find out, Oh, you don't even know anything yeah. about black history. Like oh, you're not this, even from here. I literally you know? asked this guy the other day. He was like, because his name was something like, he he literally introduced himself. Because he kept staring at me. And I was like, excuse me, sir. Uh, can I help you? Hi. Like, you can speak, you know. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? And I'm like, well, okay, well, what's your name? Because he just put his phone in front of me. And was like, give me your Instagram. And I said, well, excuse me. I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. And and you could at least introduce yourself. And his name was like, I don't give a fuck. I kid you not. He introduced himself as I don't give a fuck. And I was like, that's your name? 
I said, are you okay? Like, what's going on? I said, what's your real name? Like, what do you go by? He was like, I go by, I don't give a fuck. I was like, okay. Like, it was so baffling. So then I asked him, I was like, well, why is it that you don't care? Like, he was like, I mean, because I'm just here. Like, I'm just fulfilling my purpose. Like, I don't give a fuck about nothing. I was like, okay. Well, what is your purpose? You know, my purpose is just to live in my purpose. <laughs> and I... My face, exactly. I'm looking like, there's so many contradictions in your statement. I genuinely can't read between the lines because there are none. And he's like, living my purpose. Sir, what's your purpose? You know, fulfilling my purpose, living my dreams, doing what I got to do. You have yet to tell me anything. <laughs> Generation of lost people. Like I said, these... <laughs> These are the, the that, like I said, those are the people who, yeah, they probably wouldn't take bullets for their people because they don't even know who their people are. They, yeah, yeah. It's like, just, it's just how you're speechless. That's how I was. Imagine being that speechless in front of somebody but and you trying to, think to like about, save face. <laughs> but that person has parents, and those and those yeah. parents are of that generation that you're talking about that puts you in this. I mean, put us, yeah, in this situation. Is that Unfortunately, I talk to my dad about this sometimes. Like, hey, did you go to a protest? Yeah. I'd have been to about four. Have you ever been to a protest outside the one you came with me with? Did you go, you know, a lot of shit was happening? Nah, I didn't even think about it. Wow. And, you know, not, wow. no, not to my father because it was the 80s. It was the 90s. It was the get money era. It was the, yeah. And he's just always been a worker, just steady, working steady. But mm-hmm. when did you ever look up and, you know, think about this, think about, like you know, things that we're putting in place now, but it could have kind of been in place years ago. So half of it is either they didn't know, the other half is they were having too much fun. Like, look at Atlanta during this time. This is freak. All that freak nick going on, you don't think those white people start looking and was like, oh, yeah, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. I saw a movie the other day, and they, a documentary, and they showed Forest Park in 1983 white like pure white stone mountain 1985 pure white and then now you look at those areas and you see where it is but i can imagine being a older person now in my 60s the same vitriol you have right now in your 20s imagine now the next 40 years you amass wealth you amass money you got millions of dollars you gonna buy back the block and because you're older, you don't have to buy it immediately. You do what they do. You buy it for your grandkids. But I'm saying. These college kids that have no. What if there's no block? And they, I think that's a fear of mine. They, they, what if do. there's no block? They're that really block. scares me. There's always going to be a block. There's always going to be a block. Now, you know. Because there's no block on the east side. There's no block. I mean, depending on who buys it. But what I'm saying is, like, is this isn't a. Sometimes I don't. You can't get you can't blame black people too much sometimes because this is such a long standing plan that the stuff that we know that we can just Google, none of our parents knew. Right. And so that's why for in a lot of instances I extend grace to black people because I'm just like the lasting effects of what we've been through have not even scratched the surface. Um, and so many people are just blinded by the glitz and the glamour of being black, black girl magic, 
black boy joy and it's like those are merely distractions like <laughs> those mean absolutely any nothing to me and it's just like at what point do i stop or develop some sort of balance between knowing when to thin, when to extend enough grace and when it just becomes me condoning the miseducation and the misfortune and the all of the bad things that come with you know oppression what you just said the miseducation if you know somebody's miseducating they get no grace like the politicians they get no grace you know the Keisha Lance Bottoms of the city they get no grace Barack Obama does not get grace like we lost so many black homes under that regime because what you had so many people gaslighting black people putting the wool over our eyes having Beyonce and Jay-Z show up and singing and you're like oh Meanwhile, you have these high prime, uh, subprime mortgages going on, going to these old ladies. Like you said, it happens in the hood, but sometimes it's happening because people are coming, preying on these people as predators, saying, hey, we'll give you damn near twice of what the value is, but you got to leave right now. Who wouldn't take that deal but not knowing, oh, this house is about to be worth four or five times later. Yeah. Or you about to remortgage, refinance your mortgage, take some money out, but now you owe three times as much. And you're like, well, damn, I thought I was about to be done paying it. Right. They didn't tell you any of this. All this happens under that. And you have a lot of, like Derek talked about it. It was black people who wouldn't even think about doing that when Derek was in mm-hmm. office. So as soon as you get a person that, like, you care. That so doesn't set precedence com- and let you do whatever you want to do. And, yeah. Because there's a lot of, because of what you said at the beginning of the episode. So many transplants come, and I'm not even from Atlanta, and I understand it. Too many transplants in the city. They have no reverence for where you rode your bike, where you went to school, where you chill. Dad, I just got here. I went to college here. Yeah. I don't know nobody, none of that high school, <laughs> middle school. Huh? Right. You know what I'm saying? She like. looked look raggedy anyways. Well, it wasn't always raggedy, yeah. but maybe it got raggedy because your city council person at the time didn't secure those funds for y'all. She secured them for herself. That's who gets blamed. The grace extends to the old lady who sells her house because she doesn't know. Yeah. The blame goes to all these politicians who set that up and allows that to happen. And allowed it to happen. And right now, now you can only blame yourself going forward over the next 20 years because you, you are aware right. of it. Right, you know? right, like right. You can't right. blame yourself now because you're young, you're still realizing. But it's still, it's still like, hurts like mm-hmm. you know how if you're in a relationship right and your spouse says they really want this and you can't afford it or just y'all together y'all can't afford it right now and so you do everything you can to eventually like get them whatever it is they said they wanted but in the back of your mind you kind of feel like bad like dang i wish i could afford it you know what I'm saying? or i wish i could get it for them i'm going through that right now on a daily basis like dang i wish i could like just buy this entire street like i I just want to do that because literally the street i grew up on like it's different and and thankfully the home i grew up in we own that home so that's the only reason so i'll ride by the street often on my way home i'll ride by the street just to check to see how the house is doing, if the tenants living there are taking care of the property and stuff. 
So that's just me being nosy. <laughs> but the other day I rolled by the street, and I kid you not, one, two, three houses down, there used to be this this woman, this family. I can't remember if it was like a couple, or old couple. I don't know. Used to be these people that lived there at the very end of the street. And they had a peach tree in their front yard. So I would go down and I they would let me pick the peaches off their tree. And so I have memories like that. Like I would literally as like a little kid, like kindergarten to like fourth, fifth, sixth grade, going to two, three houses down, getting peaches off their tree. The lady next to them, Miss Jean, she literally had a garden in her front yard. I would go down there, help her do her garden, pick the peppers and the tomatoes and bring them in her house and the greens. Like the lady right next door to us, Miss Beverly, play with her grandkids, play with her daughter. Like her daughter was the reason why I got to go to middle school because she worked for the bus depot up the street. And so she put me on and I was able to ride the bus. Like, like so it's like, we're not just talking about like, random people like the guy across from the street from the people that had the peach tree he literally i think he had like down syndrome or something something wasn't right but he mowed everybody's grass on the street and we would pay him like 20 25 whatever he whatever he needed but he mowed everybody's lawn in the neighborhood and he didn't have a car so he would ride his bike so he literally would ride his bike and be pushing the lawnmower like pulling the lawnmower like and I remember my grandma was talking to him and somebody bought the house. I think he owed like $9,000 on the house. But because he didn't, for whatever reason, didn't know that the taxes had piled up. Because, again, he, he really needed to be in assisted living mm-hmm. because he didn't. You know, he somebody always took care of that for him. And I think who, whoever his caretaker was passed away. Yeah. So when he passed away... They didn't explain that to him. Taxes end up piling up. Somebody ends up coming, buying the ta- paying Tax the taxes lane. off. Mm-hmm. And so now he's displaced and he lives, we don't even know where he's at. Yeah. And that was a big thing. I want to say about five years ago, five, six years ago. Yeah. Like, it was real big in the city. Like tax liens was going. I remember one time I had to go to court for a ticket and like, it's a, it was a bunch of Asian people at the court. And I'm like, damn, what, what they here for? And I seen one black dude there. And I'm like, damn, brother, you know what, what y'all in line for over here? Is this the line for the tickets? He's like, oh, nah, estate sale, tax liens. They about to start going on sale this morning, you know. And I looked into it afterwards, and that's when I realized, oh, this. You don't pay your taxes. This $150,000, $200,000 home can be yours for twenty if you just pay these taxes off. What? So, y'all, literally. For the people that don't know what a tax lien is, every year, because when I moved into my home, I didn't know what taxes were every year. So Mm -hmm. if you're a homeowner, you have to pay taxes on your home every year. And that's another part of gentrification and why. Because even if you own it and it's paid off, you still got to pay the taxes. You still have to pay those taxes. Mind you, the taxes aren't a monthly bill, it is a yearly bill. So Mm -hmm. you get it at the end of the year. And sometimes the bills are upward of two, three, four, five, six, seven thousand dollars. And so if you are making little to nothing every month or you're retired Mm -hmm. or your kids don't take care of you, like because most of these historic communities have older 
um, demographics in them and mm-hmm. they're taking care of their grandchildren who are too young to take care of them. So that's usually how it works. And so if your home is paid off and then the house, they build a ginormous house next door to yours, that is going to drive the property tax up. Mm-hmm. So you're no longer paying that $800 that you could barely afford. Now you're getting a tax bill every year for $2,500, mm-hmm. $3,000, $4,000. When they build stuff like the Beltline, when they bring these different restaurants in, when they start putting bike lanes, that drives the property taxes up. And then you have a trickle-down effect of gentrification. So when Keith is saying... Um, talking about the tax liens and people going in to buy them, that house that you once owned or your family once owned, if you don't pay those taxes for two, three, four, five, six years, those $2,000 add up to ten, tens of thousands of dollars. And so if Keith has tens of thousands of dollars, he can literally come in and instead of paying what it's worth, he can literally come in and pay the taxes and own the house. Own the house, and that's... That part sucks, and the part that there's no Georgia has no uh, sanctions on out of state businesses and just businesses period owning property. Right. So you don't even have to live in Atlanta. I never even have to know who you are. It can just say it's owned by the real estate incorporated. Right. And when I get there as a renter, or even I'm trying to buy it from you, I don't know who I'm dealing with, and that's really the housing crisis in Atlanta right now. Like. I'm I'm in the housing search right now, and so many houses are bought and owned by companies. Like, Zillow and these yeah. conglomerate yeah, companies it's that not you've even, never heard of. Like I remember when realtors used to have access to properties. Yeah, I'm working with three realtors. Back in the day, you just worked with one. One, yeah. I'm working with three because they're not even they don't even have access to the property. They have to go through somebody to go through somebody to even find out. Oh, can we even show you the property? But it's listed. Yeah. Well, who listed it? Right. Because yeah. they got a thing going. It's, it's so freaking crazy. It's one of my crazy. friends is a real estate agent, and she asked, one day I had some downtime. She was like, oh, Cree, you want to go see this house with me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Well, we get there, and we have to do the little some cold little thing. Yeah, but she ended up having to call somebody who, like you said, had to call somebody else who had to call somebody else. And I was like, why, why that one lady? You couldn't just talk to her about it. But she literally... Didn't know. So she had to call somebody else mm-hmm. who worked for a brokerage, who worked for the whatever the little words are about the people. And I'm just like, oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. This, it's is, a, this is too much. It's a rope because they it's a company that owns the call center that has a list of properties that are in the area that, that we're about to start buying up. So then now they get your phone number because it's a public record and they call you every day. Hey, uh, I'm so thankful I changed my hey, number. Uh, do you want to see your house? It's like, well, damn, I'm not even trying to sell my. But if you're looking at your condition and you're like, well, damn. They plant that seed. Yeah, they plant they the plant seed. That seed. And then they're going to give you, and these companies are paying you way more than the house is worth now because the house is going to be worth four times as much as they're paying you. Right. And so many people don't mind renting. Like, they're trying to plant this seed. Like That renting is better. And I and let me, let me let y'all know this. It is extremely... I don't want to use the word difficult, but it is a test to be a homeowner. It takes time. It takes work. You are going to be sick and tired of it sometimes, but I promise you, it is always better than renting. Always. 
always. I don't care what nobody say. I know sometimes you see these celebrities say, rent, 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 don't don't spend your money, rent with a credit or y'all, I'm telling you. I like even the model of like right now, you own your home, you can rent your home out. Right. And take that rent and go rent somewhere else. But you still want to always right. own at least that. just something. Own, yeah. Something. Because, because people yeah. are always gonna need a place to live. Always. Like that's never ever going to end. And have y'all seen the new houses? Man, they, they're so skinny. They're so they're skinny and they're no, right on top of each other. No land and, no. and and that's the other part looking for housing. I'm like, hold on. Are y'all trying to tell us to rent this? No, no, no. Buy. Bro, I've been telling all, listen, I'm not buying nothing where my my house is attached to, to some, another person. Yeah. No. That, like, I don't understand <laughs> why people do it at all. But people are eating it up. But I do know why. Like, they explained it. If you're from New York, if you're from California, you're in a one-bedroom, one-bath, and you're paying $3,000, oh, bring that 3000 to Atlanta. That same one-bedroom, one-bath might get you right in the city. You know what I'm saying? Versus being in New York and you got to travel. Well, that, it's this size of the, of the studio that we're in right now. This is oh, it. Oh, okay. You got get what you, I'm saying? Your one bedroom, one bath is this size for 3000 versus the $3,000 one bedroom, one bath at Atlantic Station with the oh, view. Okay. And you're in, yeah, and you're in Atlanta and you, you know, part of the up and coming. Like, it's a, I okay. would do that. That makes sense. That, because I, I just, I was like, I don't get it. I genuinely don't get it. Because, um, before you move on, people are moving to uh, it's, a, it's a it's a big story I saw Pine Bluff, Arkansas. It's like right now they're counting about seventy five black businesses over there now. Like people is one of the cheapest cities to live in right now. Uh, medium home and uh, medium homes is like one fifty thousand, two hundred thousand at the most. Like and a lot of black people in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Pine Bluff. All right, y'all. I will be moving to Pine Bluff, <laughs> Arkansas. It's been real. ATL. Hey, I'm, I'm, like, I'm thinking about wait, taking a trip. Where is Arkansas? Is it cold up there? Because I can't go to the coast. No, it, it, actually, the weather's not that bad. It, okay. it, it's, it's pretty much. I'm like, that's one thing I can't do. I cannot do the cold. It's kind of next. It's crossing over Mississippi, so you're still kind of in the oh, south, Oh, okay. Too. Is yeah. it humid? I'm telling you, it's pretty good weather. Okay. Like it's it's okay, it's okay. like <laughs> it's no, it's it's I think you'll like it because you get snow but it's not too cold okay. and it gets hot okay, but it's okay, not too okay. hot. I mean I'm, I'm gonna like, I'm I'm thinking about taking the trip. At this point, now that I got cocoa, I don't gotta pay for gas, I'll drive anywhere. <laughs> like I drove to um I drove to Essence Fest. Oh yeah. we talking about what we're gonna talk about, girl. <laughs> you you know what that talk about Essence because I heard Tell me about Essence Fest and I'm going to ask you a question about what I heard. No, tell me what you heard. No, no. Tell me, <laughs> tell me about your experience first. And I, then I'm ask Honestly, I want to thank God um, first for allowing me to go because when you start moving in your purpose and start really speaking conviction over your life and make room for God, that's one thing I want to make sure like I let y'all know. Um making room for the blessings you pray for is so important Mm -hmm. because sometimes we'll pray and ask and and throw a temper tantrum and cry. Mm -hmm. Why not me? Why not me? Why not me? But it's because you don't have no room for it. Not only can you not handle it, but you don't have no room for it. So God, God forbid I give it to you because you made the room, but you can't handle it. Or God forbid you can handle it, but you don't have no room. So it's like, it goes in hand in hand. And I said, I want to go to Essence Fest because I was speaking to, um, a producer 
earlier this year. And I was like, man, I really want to go to SFS because he produces for the City Girl. So we were like on the phone casually. I don't even know what we were talking about. But, oh, no, I do know what we're talking about. I was talking about because I knew that he knew someone involved with Essence Fest. And I just so happened to text him. I'm like, hey, are you going to Essence Fest? Do you know anybody? But he texted me back and I was busy and I didn't know. And he was like, yes, I'm literally in a meeting with them right now. He calls me like the next week. He's like, Cree, why you never text me back? What did you need? And I was like, oh, I was trying to see like where, if I could get tickets to Essence Fest because I've never been, I really want to go. And I, I just want to scope the scene to see if possibly partnering with Essence Fest, doing like a question with Cree Millennial Edition, how that would work. Um, and he was like, um, he didn't say no, but he basically was just like, being at Essence Fest is traditionally an older crowd he didn't see where questions with Cree would fit just because it's, it's auntie con out there. Like, and so, <laughs> and so, I mean, I trust him. I trust what, you know, like he, he loves questions with Cree. He supports it. So, I mean, if he thought it was a good fit, I know, well, I hope that he would have, you know what I'm saying? Made the connect, but I'm like, well, shoot, whatever. So it was kind of discouraging, but then it came up again and somebody was like, have you ever thought about, Essence Fest doing like a question with Korea Essence Fest. Somebody, I was talking to my dad. Now, I do not have a relationship with my dad, y'all. Like, I think he just called me out of the blue. Like, we don't, we talk every three, four months. And it's a, hey. And then it's a, I don't reply. And then it's like a, why you don't reply to me? That's our the basis of our conversation. So, <laughs> he ends up calling me, I answer. And I'm just kind of just, we had like a really good conversation, which was kind of weird. But it, either way, he ends up bringing up essence fest and he's like do you still do the question thing like that's how much we don't talk because he doesn't even know that dang, dang, so dang. he's like do you still do the question that, thing? that's gonna be the new name of it the question thing like, do you still do the question thing and i'm like yeah i do um he was like well have you ever thought about essence fest and i was like that's weird because you know so i still kind of brushed it out because i was like well he told the producer guy told me it was old people you know like and so the day before i kid you not so i had just put out there i said you know what god i'm making room for you if you want me to go to essence vest let me know i have forgot about me having made room for it and just giving it to god kid you not thursday at like one o'clock somebody from hulu reached out to me and was like hey Cree, can you come to essence fest tomorrow so in the next 24 hours, we need you at Essence Fest. So I started scrambling because I had already set a flight to go to Dallas to surprise my grandma. So I set a flight for Sunday, Sunday morning to come back Tuesday morning to surprise her because they were having like a family barbecue or something. I'm like, damn, I already made plans. But they were like, we're going to pay you $3,000 to come literally for three days. So $1,000 a day. All you got to do is post post on your story and go to the events. We give you free passes, everything you take care of. We just need you to come. Damn. So I'm looking like, God damn. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I am in disbelief right now because, wow. Um, And so I go to Essence Fest. I personally had a great time. It was Auntie Con. I do not see any room for Damn. questions with Cree at all. I don't see any room for questions with Cree right now. But I did see different initiatives where they were having young, younger women 
speak and make appearances. And I was like, you know what? That shows progress. And so in due time, when Question with Creed gets to, you know, mm-hmm. where it's a recognizable brand by essence, I definitely feel like that could eventually be or will eventually be like a collaboration. But the events that I went to, I enjoyed myself. Um, I had fun. Um uh well how um let's see you've never been before yeah so you, like, can't, I you can't to... tell like how but like if you could gauge the crowd size would you say it, it was, was packed it, it was a it because i like, packed it could be a lot of people or it could be no, packed no 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 it was a lot of people packed okay like that concert the first night that Lauren Hill came to y'all. I saw Lauren Hill. I almost, I I, I did have. A she panic. came on time. Yeah. Yes. What? I did have a panic attack. Like so much so after she performed, I just left the concert because I just wanted to remember her presence. Wow. It was people performing after her. I was like, nope, I have to leave because I can't, I can't process this. Mm. You know, like. Wyclef had a set, and then he starts, he speaks to some guy in the audience, and he's like, it, the guy's like, it's my birthday. And the guy's like, oh, it's your birthday? Oh, okay, watch this. And so he gets up and goes to the piano and starts playing the piano, mm-hmm. and you just hear like a faint voice singing in the back. And I said, oh, shit, I know this. Not Lauren. I said, I can't take it. I can't take it. Oh, did, did they give you, you know, like good viewing seats in a sense? Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, my tickets were in the 100 level. Oh, okay. But, I mean, I, yeah, that's, I snuck that's, down that's, to the floor, yeah, so I was right in front of the stage. That, that's, that's like 100 <laughs> that you sneak down to like, right, we, oh, yeah, he ain't there. Okay, I'm about to sit right, <laughs> right there. Right, so I'm like, I snuck down to the floor, y'all, and I was literally like right in front of the stage. So it was it was really great. That's what's up. And she sang, she sang a good Four or five songs. Word. Like, it was a concert for me. Like, what about the uh, Janet? I heard Janet did good, right? Now, personally, I didn't go see Janet. I didn't go the next oh, night. Oh, man. Because I ended up going to Bourbon Street. Um, I ran into some people I knew there and Damn. went to Bourbon Street, but I heard that that was like the best concert. Everybody was walking out. And this is how I know that it was nothing but aunties because the next day I went to this like Disney brunch. And I kid you not, so many jokes were made about people's backs. They threw their backs out, dancing to Janet the night before. <laughs> and I was like, dang, dang, I kid you I not, maybe old, five yes, or six dang. people were like, dang, my hip hurt. Dang, my arms hurt. My legs hurt. My back hurt. I'm like, what was y'all doing last night at the concert? So it was a lot of aunties. Where, where were the uncles? Oh, the Uncle Daddies was out. What? When I say Damn. Uncle Daddy City, it was Uncle Daddy City. Okay, okay. Like, see, I see. I heard it wasn't that many. I heard it was a lot of uh, a lot of old women aunties there. Um, the young women that were there looked like they were forced there by their aunties or yes, their moms. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It was so, either old women, older women, mm-hmm. and then it was like. The nieces and the nephews, but that middle, like 25, that, that like 19 and like 25, 26, 27, 28, they weren't really there. It was mm-hmm. either you went there, you there with your grandma, 
and she got her little grandkids with her, Mm-mm. like nah, <laughs> dragging them along. The kids, yeah, like it was it was kind of like that. Um, okay, okay. And then I feel like the the young people that were there, like you said, they were forced to be there. They were influencers. They were, you know, what I'm saying, like the same reason I was there, just as an influencer. It was it was that type of time. <laughs> so oh, so last question: Was there like a um, because I know you're trying to figure out where. It could go. Was there like a influencer meetup in a sense? Um, there was an influencer meetup, but because for like I the was, for the young I, people, not just like all, because you know, you oh yeah, no, old. it was influencers. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a young. It was it was just like influencers. Um, but I didn't get to go to that one because I don't really like stuff like that. It's real pretentious, <laughs> um, right. and it's just like a who has the most followers. Let me try to take a picture with them to like show that I was with them and so I kind of stay away from events like that Um, just because I feel like from the outside looking in you can tell that that's what it's like and I don't that's off brand for questions with Cree and what I represent so I don't need you whether you see us in the picture or not I don't want you thinking that I am of this certain demographic of people and then I'm guilty by association. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm very careful about what events I go to because it's like, I always want people to feel like they can come to me to ask questions. They can come to me to vouch for them or they can come to me and I'm not going to judge them based off of how many followers I have or I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I didn't go to that and I didn't get to go to that because I still was working. Um, so I had to go to certain events um, that Hulu was over. Um, so that was also a thing. So it was like, am I going to go to this? Oh, yeah, man. Or- What's up with Hulu cutting the Nicki Minaj stream, man? <laughs> What's up with that, bro? I was looking forward Honestly, to that. Did I go that night? I think that was the night I... Oh, wait, no. I left. <laughs> that was the night that I left oh, after Lauren what- Hill. Oh, because they cut so- all the Hulu. Everybody from Hulu go home. So I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> have to... <laughs> I didn't have to leave, but I just couldn't take Lauren Hill. So that's what I'm saying. After Lauren Hill, I was on such a high. I was good for the night. So, so I went back to my hotel. When y'all listening, Cree left. She was supposed to plug something <laughs> in for Hulu so we can get the stream. And she was like, no. Because she stands Lauren, not Nikki. But no, because I, I was, I didn't find out to that night. I saw like, oh. S is a stream with no Hulu? Like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I would have kind of watched what, it. And that's what my mom was like. She was like, wait, so Cree, I can watch the Essence Fest on Hulu? I was like, yes, mom. That's why I'm here, bro. Yes, yes. Was <laughs> Facebook there too? Did they do the Because I know Facebook I was at a Summer Jam. And you could put the Oculus on and be at the Summer Jam. <gasps> really? Front oh, row. wow. Yeah, yeah no. Row. I didn't see any Facebook activations. Mm. Now, they could have been there, but... I saw like Target did a humongous one. Um, McDonald's did a humongous one. Oh yeah, I, I Disney that. did a humongous one. All the all the black commercials. Yeah, like like did you see the BET Awards? Mm-mm. Okay, I was about to say basically everybody who sponsored each award that night, but you didn't you didn't see the uh, award shows. Yeah, like I didn't watch BET. I'm kind of over BET too. <laughs> it's not Dang. that I'm over them. I think it's that like. Didn't like Doja Cat get like an award for like best rap artist or something like that? Like, yeah, but uh, they I'm got that tired right. Of watching award yeah. shows where artists, not saying they don't deserve that award, but it's just like the categories yeah. just don't be matching. For and you me. don't even come to the award show. Yeah, like it's just like the the participation isn't there for me. 
And it's like, I want the participation to be there, you know, but it's not. And I just get tired of it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was it was a good experience. I had fun. My hotel was in a great spot. I could walk pretty much anywhere. Um, yeah, I don't really have any complaints. It was Auntie Con for show, though. Yeah, it, was what's a, up. it was Auntie Con for show. That's what's, like, up. that's what's up. I mean, I, I know I know a couple of my uh, old school frat brothers that be like, "Yeah, we going to Essence." Like, yeah. Be, oh yeah, no. If you want to get there, you a like, soul sister, hunting. yeah, they be down there hunting. Yeah, mm. yes, guys. I encourage you to go to Essence Fest. Well, it's like Girls Trip. You seen the movie Girls Trip? Yeah, yeah, it's that. And that was another thing. I feel like Girls Trip really hyped it up, and that's something you need to go to with your girls. I went by myself, like for work. So yeah, I'm just like, dang, home. I need me some friends. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm in Louisiana. I'm not just about to be meeting random people and being friends with them. So. Yeah. But you can't on Bourbon Street. That's the one good thing, yeah. though. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, drunk in drunk spots, you can always make a good friend. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I'm. I end up running into people I knew there, but it was also just like, I don't know you enough to be like. Walking with you, like I'm, you know, what I'm saying, I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't even want to take no chances nah, with I feel that. You on that too. I feel you on that too. Um, but it was, it was good. I had a really, really, really great time. That last night with New Edition was really great. I forgot how many oh, hits they had. Uh, all the New Edition, or all like, of them, all six of them. Bobby too. Yep. What? Uncle Bobby was Dang. there. Johnny Gill too. Johnny was there. Dang. What? All of them. All of them were there. Uh, now I would I would have wanted to see that. And when I, I, I say like it was edition. a really great show, they had the hats on, like it was like a like a back in the day show, the show that artists don't do anymore. It was that kind of show. The dance moves with every word, the hats, the sweat dripping. I'm talking about the suited and booted, like the five piece suits. Every member had it on. Then they did like an outfit change, like it was <laughs> good show. <laughs> It was a good show. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, I really appreciate it, you know, just the ambiance of it. Um, yeah. Okay. What's so, what's snaps and claps for Essence. Um, I feel like one year, Questions with Cree will be there, or just Cree in general will be there yeah. speaking, um, doing like a little motivational sesh. Um, I, I think uh, it'll be there talking, right? And then by the time question, because you'll still be doing questions with Cree, you know, you'll be, you know, not auntie age yet, but you know, like pre auntie age. Oh, and God. that's when they'll be like, bring the questions with Cree. You know, then that's when you get those questions like, girl, I've been dating this man but it's since just my like, 20s. <laughs> it's just like, wow. That's going to be a, a surreal but, moment. But you know what, that though? Like, be a very surreal moment. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, like, maybe because. You know, this generation, because, like, technically, I'm in the generation that could go to Essence Fest and have a decent time. So, mm-hmm. I get it. Because, like, where could 25 and 19 to 25-year-olds go and not fuck it up? You know what I'm saying? Like, where can you, like, for real, because, like, where? Like, what? This, I mean, they have, like, Revolt Summit and they have these other summits that, was weak. that are put on. No, hey. Hey, yeah. we can go back to the part that I talked about it because I went and I was thoroughly disappointed. The um, weird, we went, like, <laughs> we went the year before you went. It was weak. Like that's that's what I'm saying. But I also remember when AGP was a thing, like Atlanta mm-hmm. Greek Picnic. It used to be a thing. But I also remember that last year they tore them fucking hotels 
up. Mm, I remember when I went, I hated it. I have not been back since my Neo year. That was six years ago. I have not been back. I'm saying they tore it up. And then six years is probably the last time they had a good one. (laughs) And then since then, it's been like. Have not every year is is a fight or is something. Somebody gets um, sexually assaulted. So like there is some craziness that goes on. It's just like, bro, I don't. Yeah, this so, is embarrassing. So yeah, that's why I see why Essence Fest is the Auntie Con. Yeah, and, you know you probably really they. I think there should be something to tie over the young people because like you know my kids are like eleven and twelve. Mm-hmm. So you know ten years from now, yeah. you know I'll be but in my forty. Like they be in twenties. They 20s. don't appreciate it though. Like, but if they had something, my age don't appreciate it. But I'm, so wh- that's why revolt was so lackluster. But you know I'm, what I'm saying? I, but I'm saying I think, well, you know what? Maybe I'm thinking about my kids. So maybe that, that generation will be different because, you know, maybe something will change. Right. I'm now, like, I feel like but it's like, going to take yeah, a cycle. A cycle, yeah. So, but right now. My generation yeah. don't care about stuff like that. Like, yeah. it's all about angles. Let me just, they're not living in the moment. You know what I'm saying? And so. Yeah, and that's what Essence Fest is. And Essence so, Fest so is very much live in the moment. Yeah, well, because it was, and me, I was I was recording, but I was more so enjoying myself and posting the next day. Yeah, because I was I was so like just but focused was it, on what was going on. But was it designed in a selfie type? Because you know you can tell when young people design a set or design conferences because it's like very Instagrammable. Like yeah. oh, I gotta take a picture. Yeah, here, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I gotta get in this photo. Um, booth. I will say. Whoever did their their like design did a great job because they had a lot of Instagram moments. There. Okay, okay. They definitely had. So a then lot they should have had more young influencers right, like you right. taking so, the picture. So then next year it's like, oh girl, we gotta go. To ask, because, right. Yeah. Because it was just like they had a lot of different nice, cool activations um, that I saw, and I feel like the aunties. They they know about it, but they that's not why they're going, you know. <laughs> and, and maybe the other part of it too is, you know, especially like in y'all age range, like are y'all burnt out with life, with society, with you know, inflation being high. Like I've been hearing stuff about even music and concerts. Sales have been down for a lot of music, a lot of concerts. Like yeah, people ain't I spoke to someone. Like everybody's outside, but ain't nobody outside. Yeah, no, because it's all facade. They're all lying. <laughs> it's all facade. So it's all so all the aunties and uncles are outside, but all the young right. people are really inside. Right. Oh, and that's what I'm telling y'all. Play, pay attention. Keep mm. your head on the swivel. Question absolutely everything because it's never what it seems. And I try my best to make my social media and my presence a reflection of what it seems like. I try my best to do that. But even still, it's like I'm human too. So I may make something look better than it actually is, but I try my best to make or give you a real perception of what it is that I'm doing or what it is I'm about to do. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm ready for the next one. Um, And I'm really ready for that circle moment. So I want to mark this date so I remember it. It is July 13th, Mm -hmm. 2022. And... I don't know how long from now. I'm not going to put a time limit on it, but sometime in the future, I know that I'm going to speak at Essence Fest. Um, And I'm going to inspire people 
to not only be the change they wish to see, but start making room in their lives for the blessings that they pray for. Um, I know that I feel that I I speak in conviction over that. Um, and I just, I'm so thankful for that opportunity. Um, oh, and also, this is the last thing about Essence Fest. I literally met the VP of Disney. <clears throat> not like the VP of Disney Channel, Disney World. Yeah, I was about to say Disney, Disney Park. Plus, yeah. Disney. <laughs> no, no, no. When you see Disney and everything that is comprised of Disney, including I Hulu, literally including Hulu. Disney owns a lot I of shit. I literally met the VP of Disney. Now see, people like that. That's who I like taking pictures with. When oh no, what D- t- took five six pictures yeah, with Miss Mamas, and yeah. she was black. And <laughs> when I say. Oh, you know what? It is a black lady yes. that runs that because I remember when they came down on Whoopi Goldberg and they were like, oh, they fired Whoopi. Are you full racist? They're like, nah, it's a black woman that's over uh, the VP that's over all that. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that little black woman. That's what's up. That's what's up. What, what was her vibe like? She was pretty cool. Like, did you meet her, meet her, or just like passing? Oh. No, 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 no. So she she opened like the brunch mm-hmm. um, and spoke. Um. Her name is Latondra Newton. Yeah, because I know she has like a hood name. Latondra, not a hood name. You know, you know, they put that La <laughs> in the front. Latondra, Latondra, Latondra. Miss Latondra Newton. Um, when I say Laquita, yeah, shut up. <laughs> she spoke on the stage. and She just gave like a brief intro. Thank mm-hmm. us for being there. Um, and then I was like, dang, I really want to meet that lady in person and. She like started wa- working the room. People are talking to her, and I thought she left, but then I saw her again. And something God kept saying, "Creed, you need to meet her. You need to meet her. You need to meet her." And I was like, "Man, I'm kind of scared. Like that's very intimidating. Like this is the VP of Disney. Like I don't even know what to say. Do I say hi? What do I say? Do I like your shoes? I don't know what to say." So, <laughs> I literally walk up to this lady because she was talking to somebody, and I was like, "Hi." <laughs> High shoes. Right. <laughs> like the movie. And I was just like, you know, I just want to just thank you. Um, I said, I just want to thank you for just being you um, because it really means a lot to see someone that looks like me in the position that you're in. Um, and I'm just so thankful. I said, I'm so thankful for you even being here today, for you spending your time and energy here. Thank you for allowing me in your space. Like I said, I really don't know what to say, so I'm rambling right now, but I just want you to know that I appreciate you so much just because I couldn't imagine, you know, what you've gone through in life to get to this point, and I'm just so appreciative. And she was smiling, and she was so kind, um, and I asked her if I could give her a hug, but um, I told her, I was like, I'm, I'm really big on energy, so I understand, you know, if if it's not okay if I give you a hug. And she was like, no, I'm big on energy too. I can sense your energy and it seems very nice. And she gave me a few compliments and I was like, okay, bring it in, please. Like, like, oh, look, y'all, so I always be wondering when Cree come in with like the hair done up, I be like, wait, what's going on? <laughs> so this is Essence hair. Okay. <laughs> I met the VP of Disney hair. This okay, okay, hair. okay. <laughs> Man, when I say it was, even just thinking about it right now, I'm getting chills because 
life has a funny way of introducing you to somebody that you'll meet again all the time. And just the fact that I was in the room with her just shows me that I'm doing something right. Because every that was an invite-only brunch. Granted, Hulu invited me. <laughs> but still. But you got invited. I got invited and I was literally there. And that doesn't just, I mean, that just doesn't happen. Um, so the fact that it happened for me, I felt between seeing Lauren Hill and Miss Newton, oh, I was I'm good. No, I, I think things uh <laughs> I think the universe definitely working in your favor. I remember you a couple of pods ago was like trying to get into the P party. And now here you are invited to the Essence Fest. Like that's a like it was invited to meet the VP of Disney. Like yeah, that's, I'm uh, just so. like wow. I can't if that's and before I left, I was like God, please show me a sign that I'm going on this trip with a purpose or with a destination. Mm-hmm. And so there's a I have like the little lock code thing on my door where you have to put in the code, but it's like. It's a trick lock. So I'm going to just say that. So you. Yeah, it's a trick lock. Um, And so there's a trick that it does. um, And. It changes every time. So you literally have to know how to work the lock because you won't know how to work the lock because it's like I say, it's a trick lock and the trick changes every single time you open the door. So you're never going to get the same trick. Um, but this time I happened to get the trick. I left something in the house. Mind you, I was supposed to already be on the road. I go back to the house, like left the house, came back. I think because I forgot my lip gloss. So came back. I was on the highway. Had to come back. Oh my God. For lip gloss, <laughs> you definitely went by yourself. Because if you was right with anybody else, it's like, no, Queen, had to not go back, that. get my lip gloss, y'all. Dang. And I get to the door, and the door says, something and i researched what that meant angel numbers yeah gotcha gotcha but the order that it was in yeah yeah and if you say you don't give away the code then trick yeah the order that they were in signified like being on purpose being on path elevating to new heights and i was like wow i needed that because i'm about to take this six hour drive Let me know that I'm doing it for more than the money. Um, so it worked out all in all to answer your question. It's been a long answer, but it was a great time. I really had a good time. I really, really, really did. Um, I'm thankful. I'm very thankful. It was great. I would encourage y'all to go. Me, I am a loner. I don't mind going places by myself just because sometimes I prefer that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because it's easy to sneak one person in. When you got to sneak four or five people in, it gets a little tricky. No, no, no. <laughs> but if you don't like going by yourself, I would say bring two or three friends. Y'all go down there one time next year. Um, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, <laughs> ain't going nowhere. Uh, oh, yeah, no. You read a, uh, I, I read this post somebody put in. It was like, you know, uh, matter of fact, let me, let me, let me uh, read it specifically. <laughs> let me read it specifically. It's, it's about uh, Essence Fest. And I was like, wow, that's uh so there you go. Somebody said, Freak Nick went to college, bought a house in Atlanta, but you know, really Alpharetta. Went, 
join a join a grad chapter, got a master's while raising two kids. Her youngest got a full ride to Spelman, but she hates when anybody calls her Freaknik. She goes by Essence Fest now, <laughs> and her FICO score is seven hundred and seventy three. <laughs> And I said, that's Auntie Khan. That's Auntie Khan. <laughs> and don't call her Freak Nick. So to your point, I think that's what it is. Is You know, we kind of are like that last, especially in like my age, we're the last generation of knew how to party. Mm-hmm. Not fuck it up. Like, even at the frat house, yes. we had a, a Party X. Remember that movie? We had a Party X style party at no, the frat Project house. X. Project X. Project yeah, X. Bad. Style party. Shut down the whole street. No fights, no shooting, no crazy shit happened. To this day, it's something. Matter of fact, the Qs did it last homecoming and he got shot up. Like, it can't happen. So, yeah, these are the same freak Nick people that wow. SS Fest now. They just know how to party and not tear shit up. And that was another thing because I'm like, I didn't hear no ambulance. I didn't hear no fire, no police car. Well, I didn't hear what do, not nothing. Because they always used to go, even when niggas used to start beefing. It's like, hold on, calm down, bro. It's too many women here. And it's like, you right. It's too right. many All women. Right. Like, right. Like, I, I'm going to fuck you up tomorrow, but tonight we're going to just keep having a good time. But nowadays, I got something to prove. I'm trying to go viral. They don't know how I to. I can't handle. Like, it's, it's they don't know how to talk to women. something. They don't know how to talk to women. That's what it is. It's always something. Or they're scared. Yeah. Or they're yeah. intimidated. Like, it's always something. And it's like, you know what? All right. Don't even worry about yeah. it. I'm just staying in the house. <laughs> <laughs> don't yeah. even worry about it okay um how much time do i got left we got a little time yeah a little bit of time yeah. um okay so speaking of staying in the house i don't know if it's just because i have a bad just taste in my mouth about mayors but either it was today or tomorrow i don't know one of these days one of these days um earlier this week um, Mayor Dickens did like a unveiling at Pittsburgh. I mean Pittman Park. Um, there was like a, it was called like a ribbon cutting for something like mm-hmm. the new mural that they have painted. Um, and my grandma was like, "Cree, you gonna go?" And I was like, "Why would I go to that?" And in the in the invitation, it was like gonna be free food, um, gonna be the ribbon cutting, gonna be music, and gonna be an opportunity for your kids to take a picture with the mayor and i don't know why but that last sentence just pissed ticked me off dang, dang, dang. because again Pittman park is literally down the street from the home i grew up in so that's the park i used to cheer at and swim at and play basketball at and go to summer camp at and across the street from the park are countless of abandoned houses Houses that are dilapidated, houses that ain't been lived in since I was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Like the store, the little red store that was on, or green store that was on the corner of the street is gone. They don't even have the cheer competitions anymore. I don't even know if it's a cheer squad over there anymore. And so it really just ticked me off again because I'm a ticking bomb. Because I'm just like, I don't want you to have a ribbon cutting for a mural that people can see before you cut the ribbon. I want these homes that are across the street to not be dilapidated. 
I want them to be fucking taken care of. I don't want on the next street over, you see this three-story fucking house next to a little granny's house with 10 kids running out of it. I don't want that. I don't want the guy that used to literally make sure we made it from cheerleading practice home safely and would literally watch us because she stayed in the middle point from the park and the home we used to live in. And he would call my grandma to let her let her know, all right, they on their way home. Just be on the lookout for them. He no longer lives there. Someone bought his home and turned into like a duplex. That's what I don't want. So I don't want you coming over here distracting people from their reality with fucking ribbons and free food because what about them being hungry the next day? That does not solve the problem. That just mm-hmm. distracts you from it. And so it's like, at this point, I don't know if I'm being a menace and a pessimist <laughs> and a Debbie Downer <laughs> that just can't see the light anymore, but it's like, I don't give a fuck about a ribbon cutting. I don't, personally. So why don't I? You get what I'm saying? Like, am I really, am I being a pessimist right now? No, you Because are. I feel pessimistic, okay? Nah, you are awakening and you are, you, now you want it's to. pissing get, me off. Yeah, now you want to get involved. I was so livid when she read that text message invite to me. I was like, bro, that does not entice me in the slightest bit. If anything, that makes me want to go there and stand and look at everybody that put this together like you're stupid. And that's why Derek said. You got to get in the street as, as Creek, right? Start organizing. Because if that does happen, right, you send a text message, a hundred people show up with you just to stand there. Oh, what y'all doing here? We don't support this ribbon cutting. We we wish it was X, Y, Z. And you know, you're not going to be loud and disruptive with it. Just going to stand there, say what you got to say. Guarantee the mayor will come and talk to you. He, he'll even sit down with you. Hey, okay, let me let me talk to you. Because the next time, it could be 200 people. And then 300 people. And then I can't even... I, listen, it's not me. I'm trying to keep them calm. But they, they just... <laughs> it's I'm, not me. It's them. It's them. <laughs> you know? And at that point... And then now... And that's how you really start making change. And that's why he said it's a three, four-year thing. Like, you wouldn't just be on fire now and run next year. Yeah. Nah. But in about three years, and you can make a phone call, and a thousand people show up for you. Yeah. It's time to do it. You know? But unfortunately, like he said, you got to just secure your block because Atlanta is, you know, pretty, pretty cooked. I mean, fried. Yeah, it's pretty cooked. Like. Only thing we can do now is, like he said, get some young people together and really be pushing for affordable housing. Like, because they're still building shit and they can make it affordable. Stop, yeah. And they, all it is is a Section A voucher, but Section A don't mean that you broke down. Section A just means this is affordable housing. Yeah. You know, they don't mean nothing to bring, you know, Pookie Ray Ray them and tear it up. Nah, it just means that I just graduated college. My job is only paying me $45,000 a year. I can't afford $3,000, but I deserve mm-hmm. to be in this area because I grew up literally right two blocks down. Yeah. I've always been in this area. Right. This is the only area I know. So, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? I, I respect and I take care of this area. And I won't always be at this level because once I qualify for more, I don't qualify for Section A. Yeah. And I pay the full rent. And then now that somebody else can get that or I'll just move. But it should be an affordable housing push. And I know it can be done because they do it all the time in like smaller municipalities. Mm. So, yeah. Hmm. Creole run for mayor, y'all.
<laughs> I can see I can see that now, Creed. That's something we can see that now. We can see that. Cheryl, I and it's crazy because you know when you're younger, you what do you want to be? I want to be a pilot. I want to be astronaut. I want to be you know whatever you say as a kid. And when I was younger, I said so many things, like so many things, like six or seven or eight things. I ain't doing none of that shit that I said I wanted to do. <laughs> not nothing, not nothing. I was just saying shit. Um, but as I continue to get older and as people continue to speak life over my life, it slowly but surely, the person that I am inevitably going to become is slowly but surely formulating. And it's like I never saw... Myself as being mayor. I never saw myself as being in any political nothing ever in life. Because politics don't fancy me at all. Like, (laughs) I don't get a kick out of politics. Actually, I want to kick politics. So, (laughs) um, that would be very interesting um, to get to a point where if that does become my reality, my kids are like, oh, yeah, my mom's the mayor. Like, what? (laughs) What? Oh yeah, my best friend's the mayor. Oh yeah, my little sister's the mayor. Like what? You get new shirts that say Atlanta got a mayor named Creed. Like, like what? Like, what? Yeah. like I couldn't. I I couldn't imagine that. I definitely can see that because you really care. You got the passion. You out here in the city. You out here in the streets. As far as activism, and then you have a platform like to speak. You know, what I'm saying, and you want to talk to everybody. You know, what I'm saying, and you know. Questions are Creed, all it is is an initiative. You know, once you become the mayor and you can just sit down and sit down and, and talk it's to like the kids. It's like, now we can have questions with Creed. What's up? You got questions? Well, you know, What's every, up? You can do this tour. You know, <laughs> every every Friday, you know, you'll be at a different school and, you know, questions with the mayor. And you know? it's just like, I would, I would relish in that so much. Like, for me, that is truly a dream come true. Like, yeah. to go to different schools and just answer people's questions. Or, like, it like, sounds so simple. Mm-hmm. But that is I I would be okay with doing that. Like I would truly be okay with just answering people's questions and making people f- feel like they're being understood and listened to. Because so many people don't feel understood they feel misunderstood so then they act out or they do school shootings or or they they commit crimes or they do you know what i'm saying you just, to get attention because they feel like they don't have control of them themselves or their lives so imagine somebody in a political figure just coming to say what questions do you have let's talk about it i think i think it's just like one step away like all you need is just like a claim to fame and then once you get that first claim to fame even if even as like writing a book or, you know, something just dynamic. After that, everything you do, like look at like Ayana Van Zandt, right? Yeah. She's not like a licensed therapist, but she wrote a great book. Oprah read it and was like, "Girl, what you need?" Like, yeah. And now it's like she can. If you see her in the streets, you're gonna want to ask her a question. Hey, I just yeah. want to ask you something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, what's the lady name? Um, like, that's how I want to be. Questions with Creed. Oh my gosh, let me ask you this. Girl, I've been looking for you. <laughs> like, she, all you got to do is just, you know, blow up <laughs> one good thing and then boom. And honestly, some people do that now. They see me and they recognize me. Like, oh my gosh, your question with Creed. I didn't know you were this big in person. But, <laughs> like, they're thrown out by the height and then they're really like, oh, um, but I had this and this happen. I'm like, okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> 
So I'm just like, I I absolutely love it. And I'm gonna I'm gonna close it here, but you said write a book, and it's crazy because I came up with a series of books um, that I started writing last year, and I only started like writing one, and these are like mini books. So there's like many like little books you can read in maybe like a day or two, maybe like a week. I'll give you like a week. Um, but it, I don't want to give the idea away, but it essentially is going to be on like just different topics. Um, and when I do like different questions with Crees about like certain topics, the book would be partnered with that particular topic. Um, and I'm very excited about it. And the other day I was talking to somebody and I had another book idea and I'm like, now that book, I'm scared of that book. I am scared of that book because it's about Cree. No, oh. it's about humanity. Mm, okay. So it's not like a biography or autobiography or whatever it's called. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> it is literally about the things that I've been through and how. If I were to put a mirror up, it would mirror society and what everyone goes through. Because what it's talking about is literally something that everyone has done at least one time in their life. Damn. Multiple times. So you didn't do this once. You do this repeatedly through your life. And it causes you to ask questions that you sometimes find the answer to and sometimes you don't. Okay, I like that. I like it's a, it. it's a, it's a very little, powerful book. Little cliffhanger, little cliffhanger. <laughs> I'm very excited about it, guys. I'm very excited about it. I have not written anything. I just know the title, so. That's oh. it. <laughs> but you heard it here first, guys. This is the Cool and Conscious podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love you. Thanks for loving me. Um, tune in every Friday. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Your auntie, brother, daddy, sister, cousin. Tell them to join us as we navigate this journey of being cool. And navigate this journey of being oh so conscious. Uh, you can follow me on social media at Cool and Conscious the show. Um, and questions with Cree. If you have a question, please reach out and ask me. And of course, if you want to support a black-owned, black-run business, hit up Just Eldridge Media on all social media platforms. Um, like I said, we love you. We thank you. And we'll see you. Well, you'll hear us next week. <laughs> 